I'd like to thank our Big Honker podcast sponsor, Natural Gear. Natural Gear will be at the Fall Fest in Stuttgart, Arkansas this weekend. That is this weekend, the 10th, 11th, on a Saturday and a Friday and a Saturday. Stop by and see them for special deals on the new cutdown line and see the new fields pattern and enter into a giveaway. That's right, folks. Go to Max Prairie Wings. They're going to have a huge sale. They're going to have everything, all their waterfowl stuff on sale. And go see the guys at Natural Gear and ladies. Tell them the people from the Big Honker podcast sent you. They're going to have giveaways, and they will be at Stuttgart, Arkansas this weekend on Friday and Saturday for the Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest. Go by and tell John that I sent you down there. That trains are rolling down the track, folks. You need to check out divebombindustries.com. That's right. Sponsor for the Big Honker Podcast, Dive Bomb Silhouettes. They will have a new promo code for the Big Honker Podcast listeners. It is the Trump train. Choo-choo. There you go. Get on that train, baby. Listen to our podcast with Cody Stokes, and we will talk more about the Dive Bomb and all the new stuff that come out. But that is Big Honker Podcast sponsor, Dive Bomb Industries. Get on that train. That's Trump Train. T-R-U-M-P-T-R-A-I-N is the coupon code. No spaces. And get on the train. Woo-hoo! also like to thank Big Honker Podcast sponsor, Big Honker Lodge and Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. At Stanfield Hunting Outfitters in Knoxville, Texas, we're going to have an October special. That is a weekday hunt. It's an afternoon dove hunt. Spend the night, wake up the next morning, breakfast, and a five-bird pheasant hunt for $250 per person. And that's five-bird pheasant hunt, an afternoon dove hunt, a morning pheasant hunt, breakfast and lodging for $250 per person. You have to have five guns. It's a five-gun minimum. So it was holler at us if you'd be interested in that. And that's an afternoon dove Morning pheasant hunt, lodging and breakfast for two fifty per person, five gun minimum. And you can look us up at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters or StanfieldHunting.com. That's Stanfield Hunting Outfitters in Knox City, Texas. And I sure the hell get tongue tied talking about all this stuff. Thank you. I'd like to thank our sponsor, seven thirty seven Duck Calls. Duck Calls made out of Oklahoma for people all over the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to buy a duck call, single rig or double rig, you need to look up seven thirty seven duckcalls.com. The boys know how to slay the mallards. Look them up on Instagram. Look them up on Facebook. If you just want to see some pictures of some guys and some videos of some guys getting after it, check out their website. Them boys can shoot some ducks, and they kill a lot of green, and everybody wants the green. Anyways, at 737DuckCalls.com. And folks, I'd like to thank Big Honker Podcast sponsor, William and Chris Vineyards, and WilliamChrisWines.com. They are your place to shop for any wine you would like to have. They have the wine for that special occasion, the anniversary, the birthday party, Christmas time, Thanksgiving. We're getting to that time, folks. It's fall. Our fall's coming close. It's hunting season. It's football season. And it's time for big dinners. And with big dinners, you need a fancy wine like WilliamChrisWines.com. If you'll go to WilliamChrisWines.com and you'll, when you go to checkout, go to coupon code and put HONKER, H-O-N-K-E-R, all caps, and all on the shipping, it'll cost you $1 to get that case of wine shipped to you. Just a dollar to ship a case of wine. That's at WilliamChrisWines.com. And tell them the fat guy from Knox City sent you. Okay, boys and girls. This episode, we have the owner of Dive Bomb Industries, Cody Stokes. If you have ever thought about, had a crazy moment of, hey, why don't I get into the decoy market? Listen to this interview. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Cody's a great guy. He has built Dive Bomb from the ground floor up. He's revolutionized silhouettes. And he's just an interesting, interesting guy to talk to. And we were so thankful that he would take time out of his day. I know orders are stacking up. So for him to sit and talk to us, we're very, very appreciative. So here he is, Cody Stokes. 
Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I am Andy Shaver. And on the phone with us today in Studio A in the Big Honker Lodge, we have Cody Stokes from Dive Bomb Industries. And folks, <laughs> that is the man that the, come up with the greatest silhouette decoy in the history of waterfowl. The man. So Cody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm here, guys. How are you? Doing Perfect. Great. Counting down Perfect. the days. We've got a hunting show this weekend, so that's going to be fun. But we are stoked for dove season. Be here before we know it. I am stoked for dove season. If, if I'd have known any better, I'd have started a lawn company so I could actually hunt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sitting here, in here running numbers and responding to emails and taking care of problems when I should not be out hunting. But but it's in the industry, man. It's fun, i got to tell you. So, but yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm honored. This, this podcast seems to be, seems to be growing. And, and I don't want to say I blew it off to start, but I didn't think let people even listen to podcasts. <laughs> I thought everything was visual these days, YouTube, you know. Yeah. I thought it had to be a video, but no, I got I got buddies sending me messages and stuff saying, you're on Big Honker Podcast, and I just couldn't believe it. So good for you guys. Congrats. That's great. Well, thank you. So tell us this. How did you revolutionize the decoys? What what, what made you ch- – how did you get into the decoy business in the first place? Let's go there. Oh, let's see. So uh, I was into guns and hunting and fishing, and then – through college, shot competitively, and then after college, uh, in college, after shooting, uh, I got a little tired of that, so started going out hunting with buddies and shooting ducks uh, at Grand Pass Conservation Area. Uh, it's part of the Golden Tri- Triangle in northwest Missouri. And uh, after that, after college was over, hunting time or hunting time got cut short for, for working time. So got a job working for a manufacturing company, uh, managing quality, managing uh, managing um, HR, managing all kinds of stuff, and and got to know got to know uh, logistics and sourcing and uh, manufacturing processes and, and that 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 sort of thing. But uh, you know, I always thought in the back of my mind that, that I wanted to pursue a hobby so that I could actually have something that I'm interested in doing. So uh, you know, I used to hunt a field in, in Chesterfield, Missouri, which if you saw it. You know, now as compared to 10 years ago, it's a zoo now. I mean, it's a top golf down there. There's a Walmart and whatnot. But uh, used to go goose hunt down there and just watch the birds fly over our five dozen shells like they, we didn't even exist. So thought to myself, hey, let's see what else is out there. How can we build this spread to a, to a massive size? And uh, you know, looking at the 3D stuff, the tooling involved just just to start on the 3D decoy is insane. So you'd have to get a carver and then open up the tooling for, for a blow molding machine and so on and so forth. So naturally that pushed me towards the sock and silhouette stuff. Took a look at the silhouettes and you know, you got some you got some, some good guys out there right now, but there was a hole I thought. There was a company outlaw out of St. Louis a while ago that used to make some silhouettes, you know, around our price range and, and they went under or went out. I don't know where they where they went, but uh, I thought it opened up a hole, so went to the park out on my side started taking pictures of, of geese tossing out uh tossing out crackers and stuff like that <laughs> you wouldn't believe it man i spent more time at that park people thought i was a freak <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah finally finally learn uh learn my way around a camera learn my way around photoshop and and uh man i printed out a printed out a goose put it on a piece of plastic and found a manufacturing partner and uh man ran 500 dozen uh Brought them in. I, you know, my intention was for me to run them myself, and you know, sell sell a few to friends here and there. And heck, I got them in, and they worked. And everyone I showed them to really liked them. So I built a little website and had a logo made and all that stuff. And man, I tell you, 
it was a kind of a slow start. If you're an organic company like us, I mean, we don't have we don't have a ton of capital. It's just starting from the ground floor, you know. Right. So, uh, man, it's tough to get traction when you're offering a product with a low price. Everyone just assumes it's junk. So, anyway, ran 500 dozen. Everyone liked them. Started putting them on Craigslist in different states. So, posted them all over the country on Craigslist. It was an overwhelming response. Where do we come pick these up? And I'm like, actually, man, we just saw them on our website, so here's the link. I'll go on over. Started getting business that way, and then took an ad out in wild, uh, Wildfowl, took another ad out in American Waterfowler, and, and the business just started growing, man. I swear, I was, at a, I was at a pool, gosh, in July, after I ran my first ad with Wildfowl, and all of a sudden, my phone just started going bing, order. You know, next day, I get two bings. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is actually working, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't believe it. So, and I was started with the V1 Canada, which at the time didn't we didn't even know it was going to be a version thing. So V stands for version, and one would be the first version mm-hmm. of the silhouette. So ran those; they were good success, but we had complaints. The neck, the neck area was uh, was a little weak. Uh, the plastic was a little soft. The steel was a little soft. The the paint could be better. So uh, we changed all that around. Spent a bunch of spent a bunch of money inside the product. So we basically destroyed a lot of our profit margin in doing that but we ended up holding the price and creating a product that was absolutely pretty much badass especially for the money yeah it's just absurd so so anyway uh yeah v2 came out and then we just grew from there heck we got i think we're coming up on 15 products or getting 18 and heck i think after the next month we'll have 22 24 so wow and my i'm thinking constantly i'm telling you i can't my girlfriend Bless her heart. I'm just somewhere else. Most I'm somewhere else most of the time. I'm often engineering land or crazy idea land, and you know, thinking about what I could change or how I could make things better. But uh, no, that's just how it started, and, and it's it's growing. You know, customer service and good pricing and and uh, and uh, a quality product. Man, that's a that's an awesome recipe. So. So you guys are, I mean, y'all are a juggernaut on social media. Do you think that has, has uh, taken you kind of to the next level? Because, I mean, y'all have got tons of Facebook followers, Instagram followers. I mean, you're, you're just a freaking juggernaut. Yeah, really. It, uh, that really helped. I'm t- I tell you, uh, I was, I'm not a big social media guy. I'm Instagram addict now. But Facebook, mm-hmm. I was never, never really on board. But, but, yeah, once we started doing the social stuff, that's, I mean, that really, it, the social stuff's crazy. It's awesome, actually. I mean, you got a magazine, circulation's 40,000. You pick up a couple guys, they got 40,000 followers apiece. They're touching everyone. Right. You know, as as often as they want. Yeah. You know, and, and they're doing it just because they like to, and they're doing it to help you, and they're also doing it for a discount or whatever else, but it's, it's phenomenal. So, you know, it's really open. The web, the web, um, the World Wide Web, and Instagram and social media has really helped, you know, the ground floor style business. Whereas before, you'd have to go jump through a bunch of corporate hoops and hopefully get taken on by a big box company. Right. Now we go out and reach all their customers, you know, with the, with the same leverage they have, and, and we're on a level playing field. It's phenomenal. Yeah, because right. you, you really don't have to be in a Cabela's or Bass Pro or, you know, and y'all aren't. We will we will not be. Right, exactly. And you're thriving in spite of those big box stores. Yep, I'm just, uh, I'm wondering how many of them are pissing off. I don't know if they've even noticed me yet, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I get inquiries every once in a while from a retailer this, retailer that. Mom and pop shops I love. I mean, I, I wish I could sell to them, but I just won't. 
I'm just not gonna not gonna pierce that pierce the membrane and start selling out to people. So it's just gonna be a website only, and and that's that. So you're you're a trend you're a trendsetter there though because 737 calls our other one of our other sponsors. They don't they don't sell in stores either, and that's starting not to get that's starting to get to be more and more. And they used to sell in stores, and they don't anymore. I thought they just got picked up in Max. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought I saw them in Max, but I think they used no, to that, used to be. I don't think they are anymore. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Well, at long term, it's probably for the best. But those guys seem like they know what they're doing. They run an awesome Instagram page. That Duck Duck Club seems cool. So if you guys are listening, I'm ready for an invite. <laughs> That's bring a, the beer. I'll, I'll bring the beer and, and some decoys, and, and we'll have a good time, I'm sure. So I got the invite the other day, and I'm sure going to try to work it out. That's a cool place. There are some nice guys. Let me let me tag along. I want to hunt, I want to hunt some redwater. I think that looks cool in itself. So I, I tried to get right. I tried to get Asher to invite me to Canada. I said you need a fat guy to come shoot, and he kind of kind of blew me <laughs> off. So you know, you work Heck with no, me, man. I'll work with you. <laughs> Asher's just busy. If I knew he was if I knew he was just beating the, shooting the shit with you all day, hell, I wouldn't even pay him anymore. <laughs> but no, I mean on the topic topic of Asher, I got to send a shout out to him. I mean he's done a hell of a job. I know you touched on the social media stuff a minute ago, but he's taken us. To the next level on the social media aspect and the customer service aspect and you know it's, you know I've, I've had a bunch of employees work under me not necessarily in this company but previous jobs and it's just so refreshing to have a guy that you don't have to be on you know yeah when you got to come into work and be on someone's ass it just wears you out it, put, it ruins your damn mood and it slows you down but when you got a guy that's self-motivated and actually pushing you those are the kinds of guys you need and those are the kinds of guys you want to keep so yeah, he's been fantastic. Hey, he does a great when he, job. When he when I outed myself just a minute ago, uh, I made a mistake though. I'm sure he's going to be calling me tomorrow asking for more money. So, <laughs> well, he does, he does a damn good job. And y'all's yeah. media, y'all's social media is amazing. But you got an amazing product. That's and what sells. When 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 we first got dive bombs and we tried some last year, I took them out of the box, and I was like, I told my dad, I said, this will never work. I said, there's no way those steaks. We'll make it through hunting season. I thought, There's no way they'll make it. And he's like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Let me tell you something. Those are the best decoys we have ever owned, ever in our life. They worked. My guys fought over them last year. And I tried to order some, and y'all were out of decoys at one time last year because I'm assuming you sold everything you had. Yeah. And it was amazing how good they work. And I'm and I'm not lying. I mean, you guys are sponsors, but we use your decoys ever way before y'all were sponsors. But my guys would argue about using the dive bombs. Who gets the dive <laughs> bombs today? And we actually made uh, field decisions based on who was going to get the dive bombs because we'd be like, oh, that's a wheat field. It's got cows on it. You're going to have to take the dive bombs. And it'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Just, that's great. Yeah. Our, our skills in Texas are phenomenal. You guys are some silhouette kind of tons of bitches, so that's great. Yeah. I think you got some hard dirt, too, so it also helps that the stakes are tiny and, and it does. strong and whatnot, and you don't have to mess with a big old wooden, wooden uh, like, surveying-type stake. So, man, so, no, that's cool. Yeah. So did you hunt with those wooden surveying-type stakes before, or how did, where did the inspiration for the for the stake come up with? You know, the the stake is basically a result of, from the plastic material. It's fluted, it's fluted plastic. So I mean, right. in, you integrate the stake between the flutes. So you're then you're constricted to the size of the flute. So then you get a steel that goes in the flute, and that's what you're with. But inside steel, there's all sorts of different different levels and qualities and tempers and all sorts of things. So again, when we when we ran the first V1s, we had a softer steel, and, and it went in the ground and whatnot. But man, when you ran them when you ran them hard. And, 
you got hard ground. They were just starting to bend and whatnot. But now we up we up to a to a tempered spring steel. They're harder to bend prior to powder coating, so they're harder to form. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, they hold their shape. They just spring right. They just spring right back. But no, it was just designed, you know, from from the plastic. The plastic was basically the foundation, and uh, just got to had to figure out what the heck we were going to send through it. And I think we got it dialed in, and then. And then we toyed around. I mean, there's, there's another company out there that does yard sign style staking systems. I mean, right. you, you pull the D, any, any guy, by the end of a hunt, man, all you want to do is just grab your shit and go. I mean, right. give me a break. Yeah. You don't want to bend, you don't want to bend down any further than you have to, you know. Yeah. Hell, I don't even feel like picking them up half the time. <laughs> but no, with the, with the over the top style stake, I mean, you just bend down and grab the top of the decoy anyway and the baby comes right out of the ground. That's right. And you never, and you'll never leave a stake in the field. Right. So, and <clears throat> multiple parts and things are are a hunter's nightmare. And then imagine imagine trying to piece together stakes or you know reinstall in the dark. And mm-hmm. then when it's then when it's below zero, I mean, what a nightmare. So. Right. Yeah, I uh, I had a buddy that you know just same as you was going to make his own decoys for just himself. Same as you took pictures, screen. He had a screen uh, printing shop, mm-hmm. and that's what he was going to do. But he, could, he couldn't figure out the stake system. Like you said, he did the kind of uh, political sign H system, basically. And I'm telling you, every time you'd grab those to take them out of the field, you'd leave a stake behind. And it was just a nightmare. I mean, it really was. And I, I kind of hurt his feelings, but I was like, w- it's leaving the freaking stakes behind. We're, we can't use them anymore. Because like you said, when I'm picking up, I want to pick up and I want to go. Yeah. Well, we actually have a on our cranes but we're on c2 and it's not even updated on the website but the, the cranes that are going out this year have been updated so the cranes are so large uh the plastic's even thicker on those but they're so large and the shape is we just can't make the shape of the, of the decoy look right and use a u-style stake so we have an h stake in the c2s but we have a bar on the plastic uh, and i'll just have to picture it on the website real soon this plastic bar going across and it's a perfect spot for a zip tie so you got an H stake that'll never come out. So nice. Whoever's out there with the H stake, just punch a hole in the plastic above it and put a zip tie in it, and you're done. Done. So never have to worry about leaving a stake behind again. Yeah, but then you—it's not better than the U. It's simply <laughs> not better. But if you got an H H stake decoy, drill a hole in it, put a zip tie across it, through the plastic and over the bar, and you're done. So that's the way we we're gonna gonna kind of run these cranes. So yeah, but the new cranes are cool. Added posi- added a position to them. Change the staking system. Uh, coloring is uh, more like an adult crane. I think we were a little, little yellowish brown before, more juvie style. But, but, uh, but now just, uh, just improvement. And so since we're touching on stakes. I figured it. Figured I talk about that. So there you go. Yeah, throw that out there. So when you're making uh, a new product, do you just take a ton of pictures of these birds and then adjust the color accordingly, or how does that process work? Oh, let's see. So uh, take a bunch of pictures, and then in, in photography you got uh, your aperture, so depth of field. There's three main functions to photography, but it's a nightmare. Anyway, you just try to get the whole bird in focus and be close enough and be on a high enough resolution to where you can zoom in. If you do need to make adjustments for imperfections or you know <clears throat> any sort of lighting or, or anything, you can. And then you can enlarge it and make it so it's actually, you know, high detail, high detail print. But uh, so we take to start with a photo, high quality photo. We basically sort photos. We'll, we'll jog through uh, 
drive through an SD card, write down the numbers of the picture of of the files we like, go back through, send them out again, and then and then finally select one or two or four or however many it is, and then we will look at the shape of of the the uh, actual picture and see, you know, will this work with our stake style? How how tough will the neck area be? Do we actually want to have the pin tails pin a, a skinny pin? Do we want to fatten it up and kind of orient them so he's quartering so it's not so long and breakable? You know, like a like a V two. Right. I mean, V2 is V2 is a pumped up park goose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a true to life Canada. I mean, it's a banded goose. I got the original photos on my on my desktop here. <laughs> but uh, man, the neck the neck connection. If I showed you the original versus the one now, I mean, they're just night and day. I mean, it, the goose looks he looks like more of a badass, which mm-hmm. I think is cool in decoys. No one likes a decoy that looks like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah? I mean, I don't know anyone that does. But yeah. But uh, but no, we just. We manipulate the sizes and things like that, so so the decoy is stronger and the decoy looks, you know, like what we think the hunter wants to see. So yeah, and ultimately the goose. But you know, man, mainly you're, you're marketing. We're marketing you, and then you're marketing the geese. So if we get you, you're gonna get the geese. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. So you, you got into the you got into the decoy business, which means you had to have some kind of passion for waterfowl. Did you grow up? Sure. You grow up hunting in St. Louis, or your? How'd you get into hunting? You know, uh, got into hunting. Uh, my parents were divorced. My mother dated a man who, who owned a club outside St. Louis, and he used to pull me out of school uh, in season every other week or so. Pull me out of school early, go out. I'd be I'd be a beer boy, pulling the cooler out underneath the beer uh, underneath the bench, and get a shoot get to shoot here and there. I'd walk the levees at the end of the day and. Wrangle up the cripples, have a lot of fun doing that, and and then uh, eventually that that uh, relationship fell through. So then the duck hunting would the duck hunting did too. And in this area, man, if you don't have money, you're you're stuck in public areas. And nothing wrong with the public spots here, but they're crowded. Yeah. And this area, this area gets so much pressure. It's just crazy. So now that's kind of where I, I got bit in the duck hunting for the first time. And I've always chased squirrels and fished my ass off. Then a creek bum used to walk the walk the creek with with my with my rifle all the time after school pellet gun in the city obviously or suburbs but uh no i've been into hunting and fishing and shooting i mean i shot registered skeet in high school uh middle school with my dad and my grandpa like my dad grew up shooting skeet so just jumped right into that got a whole bunch of guns grew up shooting model 12s and 42s and old winchester stuff my grandpa had real nice stuff and that led to Mizzou. I went there, got a, a degree in finance, but I started shooting there and got on, started messing around with a bunch of guys and eventually started shooting skeet for, you know, for the university. And then a bunch of the guys on the team were farm guys and they had acreage and said, come on out, let's go shoot some real stuff. And then I was like, man, this clay stuff's for the birds. <laughs> what, what's your score, clay shooting? Heck, uh, I've ran hundreds on a skeet field. I've ran straights with 410. Uh, I went down to Nationals. I shot a 99 one year. Mm-hmm. I shot a 99 in the Nationals. Yeah, if you're not at 100, goodbye. So yeah. you, know what bird I, you know what bird I dropped? Which one? The first fucking bird. Oh, no. Mm. One one high. And if you've ever been on a ski field, man, that's just that's that's the honeypot. That's the easiest freaking target there is. So, yeah, you know, just a, it was like a, it was like a blow-off valve. As soon as I missed that first one, I didn't give a shit, and I just ran them. So, so, so it... When you're at that level, you miss one and you're basically out. You're done. Yeah, you got you got a field of eighty. You know, best guys in the country. Field of eighty, field of a hundred. You got 
eight guys all run on the hundred, and then you go on a shoot off. I mean, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I think the shoot offs may vary, but you get a sudden death, and you go shoot rounds, and heck, they'll, sometimes they'll go two, three, four. Heck, I think of the trap nationals. I think they go hundreds and hundreds of rounds until they finally have a winner. So, damn, yeah, man, it's it's grueling. It's you know, from from a mental standpoint, you know. When you're doing it with your buddies, man, it's fun. But when you gotta do, when you gotta sit there and just be focused, and everything just bugs you, and people talk and take the fun out of it, and yeah. it's just not fun anymore. You know, it becomes more of a job than than a, than a hobby. I mean, that's what's cool about hunting. You go out there and shoot the shit. I mean, that's that's the most fun part about it. Yeah, well, the camaraderie and social. So I, yeah, being social. I mean, deer hunting is great, but being quiet, you gotta worry about your smell and all that other stuff. But, but yeah, and camaraderie and duck hunting and. And that, that is phenomenal. And then if you get to shoot birds on top of it, then it's just a major plus. I mean, it's nothing like seeing feathers fly out of a duck. I mean, when you when you laced, when you smash a damn duck, there's nothing like it. I mean, no clay in the world will will change will will replace shooting a duck when you hit it hard. So, so uh, I'm taking it you don't miss a whole lot whenever you're out there duck hunting. Mm, nah, everyone has their days. Uh, honestly. I feel streaky. I'm not a baseball player like old Asher, but I yeah. feel streaky just. I feel streaky just like a batter <laughs> does, you know. Heck, I'll go out and I'll go out and bang, 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 drop three kill in a row, and the next day I can't hit shit. I'll be in a slump for about a week, and then all of a sudden I'll just smoke one, and I'm right back, you know. Huh. I don't know. I kind of I kind of play those games in my head with shooting, but I can hit a duck. I'm not gonna say I'm the best shot in the world, but I can I can shoot them. So. If you shot skeet call, uh, collegially, I'm gonna say you're the best shot in the world, Jeff. What did you? Oh. What do you shoot? What do I shoot? Skeet. How many out of a hundred do I shoot? Yeah. I think last time I hit 315 before I missed. You're fucking high. <laughs> 315? What? He's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the best shot. 315. The round consists of 25. That's funny. Yeah, but it was you three. Get rained out. You get rained out or on shells? What the hell happened? It was 315 before I missed. I shot 315 in a row. No. No hell. Well, on a trap field, on a trap field, I believe that. Yeah. No, I I'm the best shot around here, and that's why Andy's asking me this because I make him look really bad when we dove hunt, and I think dove are the hardest things to shoot. And yeah. I don't I don't know what I shoot. I'm a I'm an above average shot, but I'm nowhere near the level you are by any means. Okay. Now you know what, what? While we're talking about shooting, though, yeah. that's why duck and goose and shooting dove, any kind of bird, is so much more fun to hunt. Deer hunting is boring as hell to me. I mean, and especially here because we're in a one buck county. You're gonna oh, go really? out. You're gonna go out and shoot one time for the whole fucking season, and that's it. That that's your fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm streaky on deer too, man. You go out there. You go out there with a bow and or even a rifle with that, and you sit out there and you're like, man, I'm gonna let that one walk. And then mm. you go home and you're like, why the fuck did I do that? You know, yeah. why the hell would I ever let something like that walk? Or you know. You, watch one through the woods and all of a sudden he's gone on you and you sit up there and all of a sudden it's just consumed you i mean you just can't fucking stop thinking about it and then, <laughs> i don't know that's the way it is for me I'm so sure. yeah there's there's a cool aspect to the deer hunting but the social part isn't there i mean deer camps are fun i mean fuck i love deer camp i'm telling you yeah. it's, a, it's like a holiday for me and my buddies but <laughs> no I, it, it, dropping a deer is is uh, is intense i mean it slowly starts to become less intense you know, with your frequency. I mean, how many deer have you shot? I mean, it's not, never going to be like the first one. But man, shooting a big ass buck is something else. I'm telling you. I think I think it's cool. But hunting wise, I prefer dog hunting every day of the week. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't care about shooting a deer. I want to. If I go, if someone invited me to come on a deer hunt, I'd be like, let me shoot this image and get it over with. <laughs> Hanging out at the lodge <laughs> and the camp, 
that's fun. But to shoot a deer to me is not is no fun at all. I enjoy duck hunting a lot. I don't care about goose hunting anymore, but I like to duck hunt because you can talk shit. Yeah, I like duck hunting because you can visit and bullshit, and I like all that talking and bullshit. And that's the the using the what do you call the van, van the blinds we're using now. The A-frames. A-frames. God dang, I'm losing my mind. A-frame blinds, you get a visit and stuff. And that's what's fun about bird hunting is the camaraderie. Deer hunting, you, you're off by your... They're going to stick your ass in a place by yourself. And the, you got to walk in the dark. Good chance yep. that, that Sasquatch might molest you on your way to the damn blind. I don't want no part of that shit. <laughs> Spook the turkeys off the roost and you shit your pants. I yeah. Tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know that. I'm scared of the dark. The, the worst part about dove hunting with Jeff is when my wife is around and then I miss... Which is going to happen a lot. And then she looks at me and she's like, God, are you going to hit anything tonight? Again, Jeff's done with his limit. Nothing more emasculating than when that happens. So it's gotten to where she's around. I won't even fucking shoot. Oh, fuck. Man, you're whipped. I'm telling you. Oh, bingo. She's, she's yep. gotten in your head, brother. She's in She's in my head. He called Rent that. free. <laughs> Rent free. Poor guy. Poor guy. Bless your soul. I'm telling you. I've tried to give him shooting pointers, but he doesn't want to take them out there when she's there. Yeah. I don't want to listen, I tell you. Don't waste your time. Just focus on you, man. Uh, I can't, what, I, else we got? what else we got cooking? What's up with the, what's up with the Stanfield Lodge? Getting ready for dove season. We, we open up September 1st. We'll have a lodge full of people. We, we run just about every weekend. Uh, got a lot of doves. Uh Ready for, ready for dove season. I this this August is not a bad month. I enjoy August. I hate May, June, and July boring as hell. I just I hate summer, and I cannot wait for hunting season to get here. And that's basically it. Get ready for some waterfowl season. So I want to ask you this because um, people get to listen to me talk all the time. They don't care about talking to me and Andy, but they want to hear Cody Stokes. Cody, y'all got new products? Anything new coming out this year that you can talk about? How much time you got? Is a pig's pussy pork? Of course, they got new product coming out. Tell us what. You, <laughs> so tell, tell us what we got coming out. Oh, and, and well, before we before we get into this, I'm gonna let you know. Andy's been begging for one of them foam camo hats that y'all have. Yeah, that a, that Asher. He's I'm telling, you, he's dropped the ball. Now I've got an awesome white hat. He sent me a couple of them. I wore them in Mexico. I even had a Mexican guy that didn't speak English asking me about dive bomb decoys. So I was yes. doing I was doing my job down there. <laughs> You guys have myself. When we get off the phone here, just text me your addresses, and I'll send a little care package out. Yeah, there, there you go, Andy. Like you feel like a Democrat got, now, no. Megan. <laughs> so what you what do you got new coming out? Uh, I'm in my office right now, and if you saw it, you'd uh, just be shocked how much shit is everywhere. I got I got motors laying around. I got all these prototypes. I got screws and hats and clothing stuff and some apparel, but. Uh, what do we have on the on the horizon here? So we have an S3, S3 line of socks, and uh, the S3s are, are popular, man. We just discontinued S2, which had a pretty cool graffiti sock. I commissioned a graffiti artist out of Minnesota. I found him in the Drake Magazine. He did the graffiti sock, and it was pretty cool. But uh, we did the S3 shortly after that, and they're badass images on Tyvek. I mean, they're they're really cool, especially the blue. The blue screams badass. But... Uh, those are 24-inch stakes. Uh, the backbone folds down. They got a band inside the mouth that isn't the crummy packaging band that every other sock company uses. It's a it's a plastic that doesn't have a memory. So mm-hmm. take take your fishing line off the spool. You know, a year later it's going to curl up. This this won't do it. So you can store them any which way you'd like. But 
the new product coming out is an S5. So all of our requests are, how do we hide our hunters, or we're hunting over corn stalks, and our socks are getting ripped up, man. you got to do something. So we messed around with a two-piece long stake. Man, and again, the more pieces you have involved, the more like you'll, the more likely you are to fail. Right. So we just we took one of the molds, one of the molds we have, we we modified it to accept a little larger, a slightly larger diameter stake, and then we pumped up the length to thirty six inches. So it's a it's a beefy spring steel stake, thirty six inches long. Uh, the heads on these, so the S fives will have heads. The S five HL, which stands for headless. Obviously, will not have heads, but the heads will be slightly thicker because the stake that passes through them is thicker. Is thicker. So, S5, we'll get, we're going to have the S5 uh, in snow, a blue, and then S5F, which would be the Flock Canada. So, those are pretty cool. Everyone seems to be really excited about them. I got some big guys in the industry. Hopefully, they're going to start running them this year. So, uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, and we got a bag, obviously, that accompanies those, so 36-inch bag, and our bags, I think, we think are pretty cool. Uh, Cordura, I mean, high number Cordura, real strong. Inside, we got a foam. I'm not going to list what the foam actually is, and uh, they're collapsible. So, man, you can put them under your blind, you can put them under your ass, you can stack them thin, and they take up no space. Uh, so those are cool. But uh, we got bags for the for the S5s. S3 is all the stuff, but we'll have bags to accompany every single product, even the crane. So we've made a crane for four years now. Man, we get so many inquiries on a bag, but cranes are so big. I mean, even with the stake, they're just freaking gigantic. So we spent a ton of time messing with different styles, a bag and handle and you know shoulder strap, and we finally got one we think that's uh, acceptable. So we got those probably going to be released in the next week, so you'll have to check them out. And then they're, they're big enough to hold the unit with the stake, so... No one ever wants to put the stakes back in these things. If you've done them, it's just not fun. Right. Um, so yeah, leave leave the stakes in, and and you'll have a, a place to store them. And, and running these, running those cranes, or running running any of the silhouettes without something to handle them with. I mean, even if, even if you're just running a Rubbermaid, you know, a tub or something, you got to keep them together. But the cranes won't fit in anything. So running them inside a trailer without without something to contain them is a nightmare. So I definitely recommend the bags for the cranes. But yeah, it, I'll, you know. Uh, I've I've been just touting uh, dive bomb for a while now, but if anybody's ever asking, I tell them spend the extra money and get the bags because absolutely they pack up like a dream. You don't have to worry about them. Like you said, if you're using a Rubbermaid tub, you still got a it's still a nightmare. So just spend a little bit of extra money and you know put put that put that in the budget because you're gonna need them. Yep. I had a I had a there's another guy in the industry that just started selling a bag that I mean hell they might just be buying them from us and marking them up and putting a logo <laughs> on it so so yeah I got a little upset one night and wrote a wrote a message and took a screenshot and put it up there and you know overwhelming response was yeah right on man you know good for you stand up for what you got stand up for what you built you know all this stuff which is I think more than appropriate heck look you know in business man you you've got to ruffle ruffle some feathers. I mean, look at the damn president right now, getting shit done. He's ruffling some feathers. You really get shit done. But man, you get the guy, the little chirper in the background that says, oh man, it's just a bag. You know, it's just, it's just a bag. What do you care? What the, f- what the fuck do you mean, what do I care? It's my goddamn livelihood, man. That's right. Yeah. I can't tell you how many hours I spent on that bag. You just call it a bag. Hell, it's not a grocery bag. You know, it may not, it may not be a goddamn F-15 fighter jet, but you know, 
but it's your life <laughs> so, and your livelihood, and that's what yeah, you did. Yeah, you're right, you know. What, what do you say to a guy that sleeps with your girlfriend? Well, we're not going to say too much. Going to beat the fuck yeah. out of him. Yeah. There you go, you know. Or thank him. <laughs> Thanks for getting that bitch <laughs> off my... She's a shitty lay anyway. But, oh, shit. You know, you, you said it a minute ago, and, and you said our president, and I want to thank you so much for making our promo code Trump Train. So if yeah, you go hey. to divebombindustries.com and you get some decoys, which you need to do, put that promo code in Trump Train with no spaces, all small caps, and save 10% on your decoys. That is, by God, my favorite promo code we have. <laughs> hey, uh, if, if Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., is listening, or a friend of Donald Trump, Stanfield and I bum want to hunt with you. Yes, so sir. That, we, we, uh, that, that code is in part for you, so we'd love to hear from you. love to send you some hats or something, so it's good to, it's good to have someone in the industry or be supportive of the industry and see you out there doing a lot of fun stuff in the industry, so... And if you are listening, Donald Jr., uh, just check your inbox because we've already messaged you. So. <laughs> yeah, check your DMs. We've, <laughs> we've, been, we've, been, we've been firing away at you. So. Yeah, and Donald Jr., anyway. if you're listening to me, Don Jr., doing a good job there with Kim Guilfoy. Woo! Good job. Oh, yeah. So. Yep, yep. She's a 10. Really? You didn't Look. know she was, he was dating her? About ten episodes ago, you said she was a ten from the neck down. She's, she's, a, 10 from the ne- <laughs> she's a 10 from the neck down for sure. Now she might be a 13 from the neck Now you're backtracking. Down. She's a hot woman. She's a hot woman. Uh, she is. But yeah. uh, let me get back. Let me, while I got you guys here, I'm going to talk about a couple other things we got, we're working on. We've we've had inquiries for 3D stuff forever, and uh, we may or may not have gone out and scouted a world champion carver. And there's a bunch of world champion carvers. A lot of them might not want to work with you. Or they already partnered up with someone else. So we're in talks with a carver. We're in talks with a bunch of people to get something lined up, and then we've got some... We've got some what we feel are pretty, pretty. I wouldn't want to say revolutionary. It's going to be really hard to revolutionize the floater, the full body industry. You know, you see all this, all this hype around all these new decoys, and then it's just a new, it's a new carving and a new paint job. It looks phenomenal, but I mean, there's really, there's no major change. Right. But what we'd like to do, you know, sometime down the road, maybe we'll never get there. Maybe we will. I'm going to guess we will. But uh, we'd like to have just the baddest carving and the baddest paint and then a bad system. And I'm not even going to detail what the system is, but something semi-different that's better. That it, that I'm not going to go into any further detail, but, but just be on the lookout. It should be something really, really cool. Um, and then we're, we're touching in, you know, the, the dog stuff. I mean, man, hunting, hunting with your dog, just being able to bring your dog to work here, for me, is phenomenal, man. It really lightens up the day. Yeah, we call we call Cooper my black lab pet of morale. You know, people come in, they got they got everyone's got problems. People come in, you know, with problems at home or money problems or their issues and they're just down, all of a sudden that black lab runs up to you, jumps up on your lap, you know, got his tongue tongue hanging out, man, everything seems to be fine for at least five minutes. So yeah. But anyway, that's a, a little segue. But the the dog hunting stuff, man, that, that industry looks fun. You know. So we what, talked to a couple what are we what are we looking at here? Uh Maybe you can go into a little bit of detail on the dog stuff. We're looking at blinds. We're looking at vests. What are we looking at here? Mixture of uh, both. I mean, the whole you can summarize the, the dog stuff on one hand. You got you got bumpers. You got vests. You got blinds, and then you got the cool stuff. Uh, there's a company out there that does a turret style uh, bumper firing thing. Uh, man, doing something like that would just be so cool. And then you got the pistol style with the 22 blank and um, 
then you got e-collars, which we'll never get into. I think those are yeah. FAA or got something with radio waves involved, and that's just not my language. So that's what we won't do. But no, I just don't. We're, we're, we're all over the place. Just check back in real soon. We got pintail silhouettes coming out. That'll be cool. Yeah. They're, they're, they're finalized and coming out. And then we got an S, S3 mallard. So, uh, a mallard sock with, uh, man, the paint, the, the paint on the sock is phenomenal. The heads are beautiful. Um, they're going to be hit. I mean, we're, we're, we like to call ourselves the, the, the specialized barbecue shop. You know, <laughs> the good bar, the good barbecue shop. They order. They only smoke so many ribs a day, and they're never going to increase it. You know, when they're out of ribs, they're out of ribs. Come back tomorrow and come earlier. You know, that's that's kind of our inventory style. Right. I mean, so yeah, we 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 order what we think we might sell in a year. Sometimes it sells a lot faster. Sometimes it sells a lot slower. But uh, man, if you if you think you like it, better jump on it because I'm telling you, phone lights up here and everyone just gets frantic in December. I mean, November, December, January is just, ooh, you should you wouldn't believe the field I found. you got to help. I'm like, I would love to. <laughs> I really would love to. I would love nothing more than to send you a pallet of decoys for free, but it's just not possible. Yeah. If I had a decoy, I might sell it to you, but I don't even have any. So, so when do you, typically, uh, when do you sell out? Uh, <laughs> there's no telling. There's absolutely no telling. I mean, I I can tell by looking at the numbers, but I won't know until things really start to heat up. It's funny how this sales stuff works. You know, you you got people uh, want, wanting you to do conversion rates on Google and, you know, oh, put a promo code here and there. You still do all that stuff. I mean, you'll have a day that just is phenomenal sales-wise. You're like, oh, if this keeps up, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, then that, the day later, you got a day that's, you know, you know, an eighth of what it was, and you go back and look at all this this analytic stuff, and you can't. You can't put your finger on it for anything. Who the hell knows? It's just it's like the weather, I guess. But but uh, no, we try not to run out of product. But then you got uh, you got you know you got to obviously manage cash flow. So we can't have you know x amount of money, no an exorbitant amount of money in decoys out here that we're not going to sell. So right. we use our best guess. We got growth rates now, which we calculate from you know previous years i mean how much did we grow the year before we basically apply that to our inventory and that's how we manage it so uh yeah i don't know so how much time do you spend in the analytics i mean are you just constantly crunching numbers Uh, the website not really i'm a i'm i'm into the erp stuff so like a inventory management and and uh looking at income statement balance sheets type stuff that's uh that's what I'm kind of involved in. Most of my, I'm primarily focused on new products and quality. New products, quality, and then, uh, like, I wouldn't say procurement, but supply chain, you'd call it. Right. So I cover, I cover all the new products that cover the existing products, small changes, improvements, quality issues, all that stuff. I mean, you got to really raise hell, I'm telling you. If you want something, if you want something to stand out and you want a quality, you just got to be a dick. It's sad. You just you just got to really push people. So push people on the push people on the manufacturing side. Oh hell yeah, manufacturing man! The second you give someone you know free pass, they're just gonna run all over you. It's right. wild. But so but when, no, the, when when you were coming when you were coming in, I'm sure it was even harder being the new kid on the block and kind of nobody knowing terms or anything like that. Yeah, you know, it just you just sometimes you just get lucky. You know, you find a manufacturing partner that. He can tell him maybe he can tell him with Tony your voice that you're not playing around and 
he thinks you got a pretty good idea, and he's not gigantic himself. He's looking for, for a break at the same time. And the stars align, and you just kind of, it's kind of the way I am with my manufacturing partner. You know, we're, we're the same age. You know, he and I are very similar, the same interests. And uh, it just uh, it happened to work. I mean, he took some took took a little faith in me, and I had some faith in him. And it's been fun watching each other grow. I mean, that's that's uh, I love hunting. The business side, of this it's pretty fun. I mean, to see something you dreamed of doing as a kid actually kind of come into fruition is it's kind of a shock. I mean, sometimes my chest gets tight. I don't want to sound like a bitch, but man, no. it's kind of cool seeing this thing grow like this. It's a uh, I mean, I grew up reading the Cabela's magazine, taking shits and reading the shit out of it. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're listening to this, I guarantee you've done it. So, you know, That's, oh, this guy's vulgar. Yeah, come on, let's just be serious. I, let's just be let's just be real. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up reading that damn thing, and I was like, man, I want to be in here. And I don't know. There's a there's a uh, I've messed around in this industry. I've done some stuff for boat motor companies, shallow water stuff, and then heck, uh, Walter Solomon. You know who that is? No, I sure don't. Uh, Wonder Duck decoys. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Duck. Heck, I I got in touch with Walter Heck when I was twenty two years old, and I said, "Hey, I'm dying to get into this industry. Do you need help with anything?" And he said, "Hey, I'm looking for this new wing. I need a new wing paddle." And he drew this. He drew a heinous sketch of a wing paddle, and I was like, "Oh shit! I think I know what he's trying to say." So I opened my CAD system and I drew it and sent it to him, and he goes, "How the?" He goes, "You read." And he's funny as hell, I tell you. West Texas, I think he is. Accented up and just doesn't give a damn. He goes, how in the hell do you read my mind, boy? <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So uh, so uh, I, I helped him. I actually I made the wing paddles. I designed and made the wing paddles for him. And, heck, he's been using man, he's been using them for the last seven or eight years. And then he came back to me and said, man, you did such a good job. Could you help me with my manual, too? Like, are you serious? To put together a manual form in Photoshop, and if that business is still around, heck, if Walter's even still still around, uh, I mean, you open it up, look at those paddles, and look at the look at the manual. That's the stuff I did at 22, so that's pretty cool. That's crazy. It do, it sounds like you're uh, you're just on a meteoric ride here. That's that's awesome that you set out so long ago, and everything's coming to fruition now. Really is. But you chased it down every day, and that's what's amazing. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you've got a hell of a product. I think I think uh, you know there's there's no comparison in, in silhouettes right now, and uh, I, now you've got my mind running on what the hell you're coming out with next. So uh, the horizon, we'll have a flyer by this spring. We got uh, we got something that puts motion in the flyer that I'm looking at right now on my floor. It's pretty freaking cool. It's stout. It's compact. Uh, so we don't have to spin those little flyers or do something to those flyers. Real good. So flyer, that'll be badass. Uh, something that gives motion is going to be badass. It's going to be you. When you get this thing, my idea is, hey, let's uh, let's let's undersell and over deliver, right? That's so, exactly right. So, how long will you test a product before you bring it out to the general public? Is it a season? You know, yeah, it's definitely it's at least a season. But man, it gets stuff gets. I I have a prototype come in. I beat the, I beat the hell out. I mean, I go out, put it in the yard, I go out in the field, and pull, put it in the ground, pull it out, put it in the ground, pull it out, put it in the ground, pull it out. I mean, I know it's going to fool birds. I don't need the birds for me to te- for. I don't need the birds to tell me how many cycles my stakes are going to work, or how many cycles my backbones are going to work. Right. I sit there, I sit there, I hand it to one of my guys. I say, hey, start counting. 
or I'll sit, and I sit next to him, and I count also. I say, let's say, let's test the load on this backbone. Let's see what the load is or the break point. If you've messed with the S threes, you're probably sure what you probably know what I'm talking about. Yep. Let's test let's test the load with a trigger pull with a gauge for a trigger pull. Let's see what it is now. Let's cycle this son of a bitch 150 times. Test it again. Let's cycle it again. Test it again, and then do we still have do we still have nearly the same load as we did 300 cycles ago? So. So that's not that. It doesn't need to happen in the field. Hell, it could happen. It could happen in a hut. It could happen on the beach. You know. Right. But yeah. functional stuff, yeah. We we test. It doesn't have to be out in the field to know if it's going to work or not. I mean, oh, but I, yeah. I, I Generally do. speaking, our ideal thing would be to run a, a small lot of something, give it to the guys we appreciate and like, and and uh, keep some for ourselves. And then at the end of the season, you know, we'll get feedback. But in doing that, you kind of open yourself up. I mean, you're going to give, you're going to put a product out there that you haven't released yet, and let everyone else see it. I mean, that's kind of dangerous. Sure. Yeah. I wonder what the lifespan of the average decoy is because the decoys we use, they get used 100 days a year. But the average decoy you sell, <laughs> I wonder how often they get used because we've put our decoys, our dive bomb decoys, last year we put through a life cycle that most decoys will never see in a year. Most decoys won't get used 100 times in their lifetime. Right. Yeah, it's just a function of how you take care of your stuff. Do you, do you yeah. bag them? Do you, do you overload the bag? I mean, I can tell when a bag comes back and it's been overloaded. You know, oh, I, I know exactly what seems break when a, when someone puts tries to jam seven or eight dozen in a bag. You know, but no, you know, using the product accordingly, putting five dozen in a bag and actually putting them in a bag, don't put them away wet. You know, just take care of your stuff. I mean, at the end of the season, wash them off. If you got sand and dirt and whatever else in between the decoys, and they're flat, and you're going to ride around 100 miles back and forth, and it's just going to it's going to abrade the paint. So it's just it's all about taking care of your stuff. I mean, I get I have customers I've been buying stuff for eight years, and they've never they've never said a peep about about any sort of defect or quality. Maybe they've found something that's been out of spec. Maybe they have, but you'll get a customer that just. Oh man, this is a, this is a big piece of shit. You know, well, send me a picture. You know, and the guy left the guy left the socks out. You know, in a freaking hurricane or whatever it was, and they all <laughs> sat in a sat in a frozen mud pond. And he pulled them out, tried to pull them out of the ice when they were frozen, and the Tyvek ripped. And then he's up your ass. You know about how how I should replace them just because he's not taking care of the shit. But you know, generally <laughs> generally speaking, we do it. It's just like an insurance policy. You know, Asher here is all concerned. And God bless him. He's an awesome dude, but he's more the guy that that here's your small bit. Go out and prove yourself. I'm more the guy that you know. Here's your here's your big lump. You know, here's your here's your big spread. Let's see what you got, big boy. And either produce, or or some of these guys just go go ahead, turn around, run them for a season, and sell them off like they're some sort of reseller, and then you never hear from them again. So yeah. So yeah. what it, what speaking on this, what is one of the craziest uh, craziest complaints you've ever gotten? Because leaving them out in an ice storm and all that other shit and expecting it to work is pretty is up there in my mind. But I'm sure you've got one that'll top that. Ooh man, man, I think that's I think I think it's the same guy. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 constant. It's all it's all year. It's any time of the day. It's you know the evenings aren't off limits. It's uh. You know, whenever he has four beers, the guy gets all riled up and wants to tell me how bad our shit sucks. And 
you know, I just, I just, I can't handle it. I don't, I just, I'm sorry, man. I try, I try to be patient, you know, treat every customer with respect, but man, it's just, it just, you know. You wish you'd have bought it somewhere else, huh? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you just, every customer's great, but there are some customers that are problem customers, you know? Yeah. The cool thing about having this style of business is, man, you always want to treat people with respect. But we we're not we're not a corporation. We're not a, a you know a large manufacturing company that has five you know customers that basically own you. We don't sell to a big box. They don't have any leverage. So right. you know if we got a, if we have a customer that's just a, an asshole, and you're having a bad day and you want to call him an asshole. Just call him a fucking asshole. You Come can go do somewhere it. else. You know, <laughs> you can definitely do it. And that's that's the same with us. Jeff's had more than one of those in his office. Oh, this is where great. Just uh, you call it like it is, and you hit the fucking road, Jack. What the funny? You know, go ahead. Nine times out of ten, he goes back to the block, does a does a lap, does a lap around uh, around uh, City Park or whatever he does, or Times Square or whatever it is. And next thing you know, he's he's calling with a different tone, or he's you know. Is begging for forgiveness, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. There, there, there's a group of hunting outfitters in West Texas that we all are friends and we know each other. And if we get that customer, we'll call each other and say, "Hey, don't book this guy. He's a freaking asshole." And it, and, yeah. and there's a list out there of guys that are a pain in the ass. They're blacklisted. And blacklisted, man. I tell you, I got so much respect for the guys. I'm telling you what, just grueling, grueling, grueling. Schedules grueling. You know, conditions are grueling. You get no rest, and then I'll fall on top of it. You got to be in. You got to be in the service industry too. And what a nightmare to be in the service industry. I mean, I mean, it, it's you know, guided hunts are fantastic, but man, some some clients are just could be your best friends. Man, you just mesh like your old hunting buddies. But man, you get those guys that that don't. It's just it's, it's really a drain. So, guides are patient. Guys are hardworking. Man, I can't give them enough praise. It's pretty freaking cool and respectable so the the funny thing is you said about the the customers that are good is you'll have a guy that'll hunt with you for 10 years and you'll think he's the coolest guy in the world and a real hunter and then you'll have a bad hunt with him and oh shit he he's not much of a hunter <laughs> and that happens a lot yeah you you lose he loses he loses a lot of cool points with you as soon as that happens but yeah you you have it you know you you go on a string of three or four years and everything just gels together perfectly and then you have that one hunt where you scratch 15, and he's like, oh, he starts bitching. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's, got, he's probably got something going on in the background that's fucking him up. It's not you guys. I wouldn't take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, back to back to your socks, because I think this the the backbone to them, I think it's one of, is, is probably the best thing since sliced bread, because um, – 15 years ago, my grandfather, Ron, took me on a snow goose hunt, and it was a non-windy day, and he put out the, just those trash bag-looking socks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they looked like, like like a bunch of limp dicks out there. No movement. <laughs> Birds were flaring at 200 yards, and when I saw these socks and the spine comes up, you just I mean, you just can't get any better because on a day that's non-windy, you can still use them. Yeah, backbone that backbone alleviates you the wind problem. That mouth that stays open gives that gives that body some volume, and man, it really opens it up for if there is a slight breeze coming through at any point, it's going to suck it all in. Uh, and then again, putting those other socks or old socks back in the bags and letting them sit all summer long, you got to get a steamer. I mean, I, I I've learned I learned this. The S ones were made from the same material as everyone else's, the cheapest freaking thing on earth. The straps that come on boxes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? 
first time they came, they came in the door, I opened, opened them up for quality purposes, and I go, holy shit. You know, these only, these, these were, these have only been boxed for a month, and they have, they are so fucked up at this point. You'd, you'd have to have a steamer or an iron or something for them to ever be right again. Right. You know? Yep. So. Yeah. So you can, and, and comes S2, so a revision change or improvement, and we've got a material that doesn't do that. So, no, the S3, S3s are cool. I, I love the ones with heads. I think head, on, I think a sock should have a head. I just think it looks better, it looks cooler. Mm-hmm. I think the customer or or your buddy next door to you and is blind, he if he believes in the decoys, man, I just think it's a plus. I think you're going to get positive vibes. I think the customers like it. I think I even think the birds like it. So heads on socks, cool, Yeah, in my opinion. So, and, uh, so does every new idea go through, does it come from your brain, or do you have a think tank going there, or what's going on at Dive Bomb? I got a... I got a little, uh, I got a little old-fashioned notepad and pen. I carry around with me, and if I get time, uh, I mean, just like the inception of this company, I just sit, sit on an airplane, sit on a car, sit uh, sit wherever, and something comes up. Or even if you got nothing, just start dragging the pen, and you'll end up with something. I'm telling you. I mean, logo-wise, you just start come up with an idea, start doodling stuff, and you know, look at it ten days from now. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Or oh, here it is. Or all of a sudden, you'll be out doing something so offbeat, something so different, and you'll see something else. I mean, something else that has no relation to this industry. You know, a door closer or, you know, railroad, you know, change car or like a light system or something. You'll say, holy shit, that's, that's, the, that's the mechanism I need for this, or I should be using that material for that, or I don't know. That's just, and all this stuff, I get, I get manufacturers, you know, we need a decision. We need a decision right now. I'm like, Slow the fuck down, man. I don't have, I don't have a goddamn decision. You know, if you had, if if you knew the decision, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. So just hold the phone. You know, like, you know, well, send send the order. We're ready. I'm like, no, we're not. Stop. Uh-huh. Now, why didn't you respond to my email? Because I don't have the answer. You waste my time and send you some. I'm thinking about it. Shit. Just know that I'm thinking about it. You know. Oh uh, shit! I'm glad I'm not in decoy business. <laughs> no, it's uh yeah. And, uh, it's been fun. I, I gotta say, I sound all tough and stuff, but uh, that, that's my, awesome. My, my daily frustrations, and uh, I figured I'd just be unfiltered. So there we go. That's what you should be. And the decoy business grows because every time you think you've got everything you need, somebody comes out with something new that you got to have. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, can you imagine you where can- de- decoys will be in fifty years from now? I have no. no There'll be a there'll be a little puck that uh, emits um, light. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? exactly what it Tiny is. Tiny little pucks you just pull them out of your pocket, you throw them everywhere, and they're battery powered. And little little image of a of a duck pops up. I'm sure something. You know, you think we'd be in flying cars by now? You probably we'll probably be probably be back to wood carved decoys by then. Heck, plastic will probably be plastic will probably be outlawed. And China will probably go to hell, and we'll be back to. To some real, real craftsmanship. That'd be cool, man. And if I had all the money in the world, I'd, I'd hire, I'd hire a badass carver to train me and work side by side, just to have my own real block set. I mean, my own real hand carved, hand painted, real wood stuff, and just do everything as traditional as possible. I think that's so cool. We had, we had a guy on here that did that. That uh, really on the East Coast, pit yeah. Boss. Hunts all, pit boss Jeff Coates. He hunts offshore and he uses his own hand uh, carved decoys. I want to go back to how forward-thinking... Now, listen. 
you know, doing these podcasts, I've, I've, I've started to pick up on a couple things. But for you listeners, let me break this down. What Cody is saying here is he is already thinking 15 and 20 years ahead of the game with these pucks that emit little live geese and ducks that just walk around your spread. That's what, that's what, the, uh, that's what the underlying tone there is. Well, we, we talked about this one time, and you laughed at me. I said, one day we're going to have things like they have at Disney World where they got the damn ghosts that fly around the place. If you'll listen to one of our old first <laughs> podcasts. And I can't remember. Holographic, holographics is what that's oh, called, right? Yeah. And I said, yep. one day you're going to have a damn decoy spread of holographics. And you're on crack. You know, you start making fun of me. And now we're talking to a decoy guy, and you said it. So now there's a lot of substance to it. I'm telling See, you. When I said it, it was fucking bullshit. Now you're saying it, and all of a sudden Andy's going to buy in on this now. So thanks a lot, Cody. I just- I just I just uh, wrote sent an email an email to Asher saying call the Patton guy right now. There you go. <laughs> yep. All for you guys. You guys are you guys are late to the show. That's what we want to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think the Pintails are a winner, and I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, I like to put white. I put like to put uh, something that'll have a little bit of contrast on the ground, and Pintails. Oh, yeah. I think are going to be money because if nothing else, uh, you can use them to attract birds from a distance away. Oh yeah, I mean same pintail floaters. That's like uh, that's pintails and bluebells and cans and those things on the water just jump. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. So back to this, uh, y- you know, y- you wanting to get into the uh, into the full body realm. How hard is it to find a carver and what all? I mean, are you just beating down doors right now well, to, I, to find one or what? I were looking for a carver. Let me tell you what I'd do. Go ahead. I would. Uh, I'd scout the shows. I'd scout the con. I'd scout the contests on a Sunday and see where the ribbons fall. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is these guys are so modest at these contests. You know, the best guys, they don't even label their stuff. That they drop the ribbon gets dropped on the, on the carving, and there isn't even a name tag. I mean, it's it's crazy. So I don't think I don't think most of these guys are in it for any sort of fame. I think they're just in it for it's their hobby and. That's a pretty cool thing. So, in going to a to a show, if I had been to a show, uh, I would go on Sunday and I'd see who won the blue ribbon. And uh, that doesn't mean everything, but you're likely going to find you know the best decoy with blue ribbon on it. And then I'd try to find that person who carved it, and then I'd approach him and say, "Hey, uh, this is what I'm up to, and I'm looking for someone like you to help us out. What's it going to take?" And and uh, start from there. So, and that's yeah, that'd be it. Uh, that. That'd be the that'd be the path I take, and if you were to do it, if I were to do it, yeah. yeah. Well, are, what are the chances of us getting some uh, morning dove silhouettes ever? Is that That's what I when our, our first little <laughs> bit going on you out know, there. Pigeons, pigeons. I, I I don't I don't know if you're we're ever getting any morning dove stuff, but if you ever want to run a pigeon for a dove, I bet they fall for it. But we get uh, we get pigeon requests all the time. I don't know. I just told myself we weren't going to deviate from waterfowl. I mean, we want to be. I know it's an off-season thing, but oh, we get turkey requests too. I just don't want—I don't want to deviate. I don't want to be this, you know, wide shooting thing. I just want to be focused in on everything waterfowl. So I don't know. Maybe we could segue off and make another offshoot company that just does pigeon or dove or whatever else. But yeah, I guess a dove would be migratory, so that might fall. But I just don't see dove silhouette. Shit, I'm gonna tell you right now, dove dove spreads are getting to be the rage now. We do dove hunters here, and you used to see a few guys that would have some decoys. And then the Mojo come out with their uh, the Mojo doves, 
And mm-hmm. I, I see guys that's got a spread of 20, 30 dove now in it. And they used to not do that. I get guys that shoot decoys for dove hunting. And like clip on the wire decoys? Dude, they got, they, got, they, got they them, bring their own tree. Yeah, bring their own tree that's got decoys Shit. they put in it. I'm serious. And, and I see it more and more every year. We'll we'll Does post we'll post yes. a picture on our Instagram this year because yeah. I guarantee opening weekend somebody's going to have a tree, and it's going to have eighteen to twenty dove in it, and they're going to have six spinners going around that tree. Yeah, they they shoot the piss out of the dove with spinners here. I mean, and until I did it, I didn't didn't believe, and it's like shooting ducks. Them suckers. I are believe t- the I, I believe the spinner, but man, I don't know. I don't I don't see myself carrying a PVC tree out to the sunflower field. Oh, they don't. don't. It's not PVC. They cut down a it? fucking tree. <laughs> and they bring it with them. I'm serious. This is, why? Hey, babe, don't throw away the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll have use it in September. Okay? They'll have they'll have they'll got, get some dead ass tree somewhere, and I'll have it. There ain't room for another dove to sit on the sun bitch. They got so many of them on there, and they'll put them <laughs> spreads out. But dove silhouettes, there's a market for that shit. So they bring a they bring a bag of, they bring a shovel and a bag of quickrete with them or what? They just they got a way of that they got them mounted on a on a like a old timey Christmas something. tree stand type thing. But it's 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 I'm serious. I see it all the time now. I, I got I got to come. I, I just got to come see it. How about that? You're there welcome you to come down anytime. I had a guy come in last year that had two poles, two, two and they were PVC with a wire like a, a phone line wire, and he mm-hmm. set them apart twenty yards apart and had about twelve doves sitting on the lines. Just suck them, suck them up there. Cool. I believe the And they like lines. That's no, that's no yep. joke. I got a little two-acre field we put sunflowers on. If anyone has any advice on, on clearing a field of sunflowers as far as weeds or herbicides go, man, I, I think that's difficult. I mean, I don't know if you guys run clear field seeds or mess with that or... I don't know. That's difficult. Just but, shred it. Yeah, we... I got a I got a phony lot. I got a phony power line set up, and man, they love that thing. I'm telling you. Do you have wild sunflowers there? Uh, wild? Uh, not on our place. We, you, we plant them. We, you can you can buy a wild sunflower seed. Yeah. And just plant that shit and then, then shred it about August 15th or 21st or something. You'll have all the dove you need. So how much do you get to hunt now that dive bomb has just exploded? This year I'm going out. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to start hunting. I'm just going to freaking start. I don't care. I got most of the, you know, the, we're, we're at this point where I can probably start departmentalizing a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. small business, small business stuff is, you know, you wear multiple hats, you know, same guy running, you know, one guy effectively running anything and at running everything. And then as you get larger, then you can kind of departmentalize. So I think I can run a lot of what I do uh, as far as quality and production and, and design from outside this facility, outside an office, and the orders will be fulfilled by uh, my, my staff here, warehouse, and then Andy does customer service, or, or Asher does customer service, and social media, and shit, I'm, uh, I'm going to get a cabin in the woods, I think, and <laughs> go relax, it, come, in and raise a little, come in and raise a little hell every other week, make sure everyone knows they better be on their toes, and, and we're good to go, but no, I'll, I'm going to try to get out a bunch more, Asher's got a bunch of stuff lined up, I'm going to try and go out, go out on the road with him. Heck, we're going to get a truck. We're going to get a truck real soon. We're going to wrap it, and we're going to get a pretty cool wrap on another typical wrap, but this wrap ought to be pretty cool. And then we're partnered with, uh, we're doing like a cross collaboration with a really, really cool, I mean, when I say cool, it's freaking cool, man. We're, we've partnered with Sherp. So I don't know if you've seen or heard of a Sherp before, but it's this crazy amphibious vehicle. Uh, the 
The wheels are five feet tall. It floats. It's uh, it's unstoppable. We're going to have that uh, wrapped to match, and that's going with us everywhere we go. So, wow, uh, shit. so that'll be fun. It'll be a, a slow day, or you know, after hunt, and man, it's going to be some entertainment. I'm telling you. We pull <laughs> this. We pull. We got one sitting in our shop right now. We pull this thing, put it in the front lawn, uh, or drive it around the block here. And I'm telling you, people pull over, they get out of their car, they start taking pictures of it, and when do we get a ride, or how do we get one? <laughs> so that that thing that thing at your service, heck, if Asher comes down there, make sure he brings this thing with him. It's it'll be the afternoon entertainment for the club. So, <laughs> so in years the, in years past, how much did you get to go out? From your from oh, your hell. response, not much. Not 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 often, not often at all. Not not often, uh, almost nothing. I've all so, I've always said if you want to make sure that you don't ever get to hunt again, get in the decoys or calling business right. because you will That's never right. get to do it. I know I should have been a lawn guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have had near as much fun. You wouldn't be having a, a shirt. Oh. <laughs> For sure. Um, mm-hmm. So um, so when is when is uh going back to everything when is your uh when's kind of the busy time because i would think you know august september october is kind of you're you're ramping up to not having much of a life anymore uh man it really kicked off man july it was gangbusters you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it i mean but what we thought was busy we didn't even know it was busy i mean july is just this july is blowing you know last january out of the water which is kind of crazy so uh, the slow season anymore is really still just a busy season, and the busy season is just a really busy season, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. But, uh, it heats up in July. Uh, September, I think all, uh, September's probably the strongest month before the end of the year, and then uh, January hits in January. St- January still got the honker sales, and then the guys start getting serious about the snows, and you got those two running side by side, and it's real strong. I mean, that's crazy. And snow orders that come through here, the snow orders and just in general, I mean, you got to spread right. 100 dozen, yeah. 200 dozen. I mean, that's a lot of product. And, and the price tag's a lot. I mean, I wish I could say I made a ton off the snow stuff, but I don't. It's really, it's a competitive industry. You make a little bit, but uh, just got to be there. You got to have a presence and you can make a little bit and, and have some fun with it, have the best product. Heck, I'm, I'm on board. So, but uh, to, to answer it again, it's uh, September's. July starts to heat up. September's real strong, and then it's kind of stabilizes through, and then January hits, and it's big. So, so you mentioned your girlfriend earlier. When did you two start dating? Kid, what are you trying to pick her up? Get out of here! Come on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hunting show. What the fuck? Hey. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking here. What are we playing now? Tinder accounts? No, we're not. We're not doing that. Hell no. He don't want to put himself on the spot. What if he dumps her next week? Well, that's true too. Is it serious? <laughs> <laughs> So, is she a hunter? Oh, is she a hunter? Is what I was getting at. No, she she's a great girl. She's real relaxed. You, you got a, I got a girl that gets along with all all my all my buddies. You know, I took her out to to a club I was at in St. Charles or am at in St. Charles, and and uh, you know you go in there and you get the good old boys, and you know, they're shooting the shit, and they want to try to beat you up a little bit or make a joke on you. And then you get a pretty girl walking in there. You make a little joke. You you don't think she's got a comeback. And when that girl fires right back, and they all shut up for five seconds, and they start <laughs> laughing their ass off. You I think you got a winner. And then when you go hunting and they're asking where she is, then you know. And then when they get a when they get a couple cocktails deep and they pay to come out and bring your girlfriend, you're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, people. And he's one. He likes to cross the line. He always talks about shit he shouldn't. So, uh, <laughs> so you're gonna come. You're coming to see us in mid-November. We're gonna see you here, and y'all are bringing the the big vehicle with y'all. Bring the big vehicle. Bring uh, bring down. A, if you want us to bring down Deeks, just tell us. Hopefully, you get you'll you'll have your own stash at that point. But yeah, come down. I'll bring you bring you some uh, bring you some Missouri bourbon. Oh, good deal. I'll take that. It's, Absolutely. Do you, say, do you feel like well, a fucking Democrat now, Jeff? Because he's bringing me bourbon. No, I didn't ask for that Iowa bourbon that oh, Mr. Madison me sent break. me. That's give excellent. me a break. Some uh, little messages. Anybody wants to send gifts to me, I'll here, sure take them. Here he goes. And we're gonna. We're, I'm not. I'm not sending you gifts. I'm. I'm gonna share some with you. That's with you. fine. That's, that's fine too. I'm. I'm all. Yeah. I'm all with that. Anyways, we've taken up a lot of your time. I appreciate you being on so much. We look forward to seeing the oh. dove silhouettes. <laughs> <laughs> Special run. And I'll and put the, your, I'll put I'll put your I'll put your brand on them for you. All right. And the pucks I'll, that and will number them. And the pucks that will illuminate your uh, decoy spray. Uh, We'll that's that's coming down the road one day. It's coming, and I know that's you're going to be yeah. ahead of the curve. I had a, an aerospace engineer in here the other day. You would you never would have known. And this guy designs. He works on all the fighter jets and stuff. He's in here buying decoys. Just a nice kid. I've got to get him on the phone and see if he can get get working on this. So, and that's another cool thing about this. You know, you got guys coming in. You know, you would never expect, especially from the local area. You know, you got doctors and dentists, and you got you got aerospace engineers and just everyone across the board and you never would have known these guys were in hunting and they're just thrilled to know it's in their hometown so absolutely anyway but so yeah i'm i'm thrilled to be on the show you guys are doing a great job well we we look forward to a long 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 relationship with dive bomb industries cool. and uh you want to plug out where they can come meet you come to your shop and see you and buy some stuff from you do i want to pl- you, you got a storefront don't you yeah you get an address so they can come by you no 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 no, no. don't do that you come you want to come send us an email or call asher and we'll set something up oh sure. so you don't have a storefront there then is what uh, you're saying no we're not okay we're okay not, we're not a brick we're not brick and mortar retail i mean well, in fact there may be a time when none of us are here or we're doing something else or we got meetings and stuff but i mean it, once you've been here hell you know the address and you'll come back but this isn't it's not a walkthrough deal yeah. so if you guys want to come i'll I, I will section off some time for you specifically i'll walk you through the warehouse i'll show you the product i'll show you the new stuff we're working on I'll show you the shirt, but if you're cool enough, we might even go for a ride and dump it in the corporate palms around here and <laughs> piss a bunch of people off and get the cops called. And, and uh, yeah, but that, that's that's more of my style. So we'll if, you come f- by, if you want to come by, let me know when you're coming. If you want to come by, I'll send you the dress. We'll make it time. We'll make a time, and we'll have some fun. So Go through Ferguson and raise some hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's all calm. Yeah. Ferguson's nice, hell yeah. I'd like to say that, but that's not true. Anyway. Another sunny yeah. day in Ferguson. Yep. Well, Cody, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, we, we've, or like Jeff has said, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, thank you so much. And we are looking forward to all of the new products coming out soon. Thank you. Yeah. Trump train, all lowercase, one word, discount code for, I'm not sure how long it's set up, but I'm going to guess a month. Yep. Uh, so get on it, get on it while you can. And then inventory's here until it lasts. So. Come and get it. I mean, jump on it. Jump on it now. Heck, if you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Because when you see those birds, your mind's just going to flip. I know how it works. So, yep. Anyway. You're going anyway, yeah. to be thinking, son of a bitch, I should have used that promo code. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, cool. yeah, thanks. Thanks again for having me. appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Hey, we appreciate you being here. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Cody Stokes. And Cody has revolutionized the silhouette industry. By far, 
the greatest leaps and bounds that silhouettes have taken since the day they, they first come out. So anyways, go to Dive Bomb. Look us up at divebombindustries.com. Go to coupon code TRUMPTRAIN and save 10% on all your decoys. And take them, and make sure you get your bags besides just your silhouettes. Anyways, Cody, thank you for being on here. God bless you, and look forward to seeing you in November. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. What a good guy. Gosh, mighty. Good story. I'm telling you. Seems like my kind of business owner. He fit right in with us. I'm telling you, he's not politically correct. My kind of guy speaks his mind. We need more of that in the world. Can't believe he thought I was trying to pick up his woman. Well, I don't think he's trying to think he's going to pick her up. He just you getting in his little personal life there. It might be something he wants to talk about. Might not have been. I mean, you know, you might have at one time there was a time like that in your life. Oh, that's right. You and Jesse have been dating since you're twelve, so maybe not. My roundabout question was: Do you what is 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 she a hunter? I know, Dad. Same way. He don't want to be knowing about his love life, do you, Dad? <laughs> you don't want to be knowing about your love life, do you? No, sir. Hell no. See, never. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't even ask. Anything else you want to talk about? Ron is laying more pipe in Knox City than Knox City plumbing. <laughs> Dad just laughed over there. <laughs> he gave us that little smirk. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Anyways, folks, go. Hey, I tell you, I want you to go to iTunes, go to iTunes reviews, and give us some reviews. We need some reviews, please. Just give reviews. It don't have to be a five star. Just get on there and talk about it. No, us. fuck that. Make it a five star. <laughs> don't give us a goddamn one star just because Jeff said don't make it a five star. Go there, give some reviews. Tell us what you really think. I mean, if it's if yeah, I mean, we had a guy tell us what he really thought. He was wrong, <laughs> well, and he still just gave us a three star. But, but he said he didn't like all the politics on here. But it's us. We're going to be ourselves. Um, go to stanfieldhunting.com. I've got some hunts left still. Look us up. Waterfowl's just around the corner, folks. Dove season's here, and right after dove season, it's not long, and it's duck and goose season. We're High Plains Mallard Management. We can start shooting ducks October twenty eighth weekend. Uh, dove hunting, dove hunting, dove season goes clear into November too. So we can have some. We're gonna have a lot of dove pheasant hunts in October. We got a special two hundred and fifty dollars afternoon dove hunt, lodging, a breakfast, and an after, a morning pheasant hunt, five bird hunt. Uh, anything for you, you want to plug, Andy? That's it. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, come out. We're gonna be at Texas Trophy Hunters on August tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Come out. We got a booth there. We'll be there all weekend. I hope this show's better than last year. Yes, it was not. It was not very good last year. The year before, it was excellent. Last year, it was nobody's not, coming through the doors. I it, think. Uh, I think these shows are a dying breed. Yeah, I think. I think the internet has definitely changed the hunting show from what it used to be like to what it is now. So anyway, if you want to make hunting shows great again, come to Texas Trophy Hunters in Dallas, and it's at the Fort Worth uh, what Civic Center? That's Fort Worth Convention Center. Convention Center. We'll be there August tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth. Friday starts at three, ends on Sunday at six, six I believe, or yeah. five or six. And boy, we're usually out the door within ten minutes. It's something that ends at five. We're out the door at five ten on the road home. We're staying right across the street at the Omni, so it's uh, we will definitely be out of there before the curtain drops. So Anyways, we have a booth there for Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We got a big honker podcast booth right next to it. Yep. So, so just come on by and kick Jeff in the nuts, shake my hand, look at the new baby. Jameson's going to be there. We'll have Reese there. My dime piece of a wife's going to be there also so it'll be a good time we're looking forward to it this is always kind of the the last little hurdle you got to jump before hunting season gets here so even though last year was kind of boring and not many people walked through the door and picking up the new big honker podcast t-shirts on thursday there you go so those will be shipping out here pretty quick we'll probably get our feet back on the ground from the hunting show and start taking orders for the big honker podcast t-shirt 
That's all I got. Follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore Shaver. Follow us on Instagram, the company Instagram, Stanford Hunting Outfitters, Facebook. And we've also got a Big Honker podcast Facebook page, so go like it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. This was a fun one. I've enjoyed it. Yes, folks. Look us up. Check us out. God bless you. Have a safe day and a good week. This will be coming out. This comes out on Monday, right? Tonight. This is Sunday. It's coming out later tonight. So enjoy it. And we look forward to you and have a great week. Uh, neat week coming up ahead of us. Got Rod Haydale and we got Seth Simpson coming on. And those will bo- they will both be on later in the week. One will be on Wednesday and one will be on Friday. Uh, Rod's uh, running Haydale Game Calls, family business. Been in Louisiana forever. Great, great calls. And then Seth Simpson is in out of Idaho. And if and you don't know who he is, just go look on Instagram. Seth Simpson. He crazy cat waterfowl hunter has pet badgers pet coyotes coyote hunts and uses another dog to bring the coyotes in will be a real interesting story and he will be out on friday i believe we won't worry about what day who's going to be out okay this is what we got coming out hey dale says simpson have a good week folks